Welcome to North Georgia Business Radio. We're coming to you from the Business Incubator at Brunel University. I'm your host, Bo Henderson, and I'm joined with co-host Dr. Bill Lampton. How's it going, Dr. Bill? Well, great to be with you again, Bo Henderson. We've done this before, and we're back in the saddle again. Well, what I'm excited about with this show is we're talking about something we're both involved with. I know that's important to us. It's business, business in our community. So I wanted to throw it to you, Dr. Bill. What are some of the reasons you, you come up with that business is so important here in our community in North Georgia? It's very easy to come up with those, Bo. For one, we like to do, we've heard this many times, we like to do business with those we know, like, and trust. So why do we want to drive 50 or 75 miles to do our shopping or get our, our repairs done or uh, get some services? I've lived here for three decades, and I know it's very good here, and I like going places where they know me and I know like and trust them and and if there's a problem it will be solved quite easily right and another thing for me that comes up with our businesses you know we talk about the the business owners and the people that run these businesses in our community there's a lot of not only are we creating jobs we're creating the the revenue that makes our community be able to do things that help our families uh, you know, it's just there's so much good, and we talk about all the charitable things, and we've got a great uh, charitable organization we're going to talk about today that these people do in our community. So I'm really excited. Yes, when you spend money here, you support not just the businesses, but you support where that money then is able to go, uh, supporting nonprofits, supporting civic improvements. We have a better community when people shop locally. And then one other point I want to make, and it's an obvious one, is we certainly save our own time and our own money. Uh, it's very easy to spin in and out of a store here, whereas if you try to go to Hotlanta, uh, you've got a half day that you're taking, probably, and a very frustrating day. So it's, it's uh, uh, you save time, stress, and money. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I like it. And you know, I'm a little biased, but I believe North Georgia is the best place to be and the best place to run a business. But speaking of that, I'm very excited. Uh, I mentioned as we came in that we're doing a show in partnership with the Brunel Business Incubator, the Business Incubator at Brunel University. And I want to bring in Dr. Carol Turner and Dr. Turner, Thanks so much for working with us and allowing us to have this venue here at the Business Incubator to highlight and promote and learn the stories behind the businesses in our community. Well, look, it, it's all about business, and of course, business is all about relationships. Uh, otherwise, you don't have business. But the other thing is, here at Bernal, uh we work with startup companies. Uh, we work with um, in inventors. Uh, we work with entrepreneurs, obviously uh, those who take the risk and also reap the rewards. Uh, and we, we want to also develop great uh, ideas that we can put forward into a business model so that we can actually create uh, companies, thereby creating jobs for the community. Very good. Well, tell us a little bit about some of the stories. I know you've had some great success stories here at the incubator of people that have come to you and they've actually left and doing some big things in business, some good revenue I've heard. So, so any examples there? A good example is a company um, called Neurostability that actually uh, developed here uh, vertebral bodies, implants, discs, et cetera, using a peak material 
Um, and they they left here after two years with sales of in excess of $20 million. So that's still uh, uh, one of our great stories. I'd consider that a success. Yes, that's uh, that's a wonderful example to give. I'm sure you have many examples which might not be at that level, but are still at a level that are very good for entrepreneurs. Yes, we've had all, all types of successes. For instance, uh, one of them is a restaurant that started here a couple of years ago, Hop's Kitchen, and uh, that's turned out to uh, he he, ma- he manufactures. He he actually makes the food from scratch, and it, it's not a fast food place. But if you've got 20 minutes, it's some of the best lunches you'll ever have. And when you say here, you mean in this building? In this building at the incubator. There you go, Hops, and I'll vouch, I'll vouch for that one. It's a good business. Good food. We've got a couple people in here vouching for that one. So, Dr. Turner, I know there's some things coming up. Do you want to talk a little bit about, I know we, we talked about something similar to like highlight the, the contest or, or highlighting local businesses, kind of the Shark Tank idea, something that's coming up that you're, you're working with? Sure. In partnership with the Times, okay. uh, we are coming up with a program pretty much, again, like Shark Tank, but it's called um, Venture into Business. 2019 and it's open and it's still open for we I think we have five or six applicants but uh, you can go online with the times and uh, fill out an application and it's open to anyone very good so anybody out there interested maybe they have an idea they have an idea for a patent or a business or a job and that that incubator sounds like a great idea there's and you can talk a little bit, too, about what are all the things you provide for that business that may be looking to get started? Well, probably, the, you know, I like to cover it this way. With my 40 years' experience, we're able to use all my failures there you go. To, for the success of our uh, companies. Very good. So the, so the you, mentorship. You, you tell them what not to do. Absolutely. Hey, that's one of the best ways to learn. So, Dr. Turner, as we kind of wrap up, I love what you're doing out here, and thanks so much for supporting uh, us getting the word out for local businesses. If somebody wants to find out more, how do they get in touch or, or look into the business incubator at Bernal University? You can go to Bernal uh, forward slash uh, incubator and uh, go to the Bernal website, and you, there's an application there. But more importantly, uh, just come and you know make a phone call uh, and come by and and let's talk about what your plans are what you would like to do going forward but we're all about business very good you can get a sandwich at hops while you're talking to them absolutely <laughs> well bill let's go around the table would you like to bring in our next guest it's just right up the hall from dr turner actually Yes, you mean Al Tremblay? That's it. Yes, I've uh, known Al for quite a while. I've attended some of his presentations. He's attended some of mine. Uh, He's referred me to friends that it's been beneficial for me to meet. So, Al Tremblay, welcome to the program. Great to be here. Thanks, Bill. Tell us a little bit about your business, W. S-I, as, as I understood it from your website, that's We Simplify Internet. Is that correct? Yeah. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. How do you? And there, there's so many people, I suppose, I, I look back at my own um, 
career transition 20 years ago, and I was someone who had run from technology the entire time I was in management, but all of a sudden, I had nobody else to delegate it to. And so you, I suppose, are one of those experts that a novice with technology can turn to, and I suppose that's, that's a part of, of your service, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, the, I mean, we, we simplify the internet just seems uh, kind of difficult to do. You know, I think what Google makes 600 algorithm changes and social media and privacy and all of those things kind of makes your, makes your hair hurt sometimes. But uh, we can simplify it. I think there's three things that you primarily look at, traffic, engagement, and conversions. So if you start there and saying, okay, how are we doing? Let's measure it first. And then uh, before you implement something, you know, just start with the data, start with whatever you know before you even take the next step, whatever that might be. It seems to me from previous conversations we've had that the word measurement is, is a key to what you do because there's so many people, if you say, how's your business doing? Oh, things are going well. <laughs> really? Is that true at the bank? Is it true <laughs> wherever you're doing business? So you help people quantify whether or not they're having progress. Yeah, I have three three of my favorite questions I like to ask, uh, which is really kind of interesting, sometimes startling when you ask somebody. For example, what is the lifetime value of a client? And uh, I had, had a gentleman that we did this for about six or eight months ago, and and uh, he was pretty surprised that his average client was worth about $100,000 in business. I'm wow. like, hmm, okay, that's good to know. How do you feel now? You know, so A, for my business, it was good that he didn't feel so bad about a budget to help him out. And um, the second one is acquisition costs. Very, very simple. Most people know how to do it. You know, you take your marketing budget. What did you spend last year? How many new clients did you get? Simple information. And the third one, which I think is probably the most critical, is, is you know, um, how, how expensive is it to lose a you know, good, better, or best client? How expensive is it to lose a best client or a best employee? You know, think about this. So we may think of budgets and what we're going to spend in marketing, but, man, if it is flying out the door, we don't know that we've lost somebody as a great client, shame on us. Right. And I think that's, that's most important. If we make our clients sticky, which I think Gainesville is great for having people that are sticky and very in, involved in our community and socially and, and for great organizations – um, it, it, it's so vital to do those things. So a good metaphor might be is, uh, you know, some people may think of having a super fast car and they may think, oh, man, the first thing I need is a really big engine. I'm like, maybe you need to look at the efficiency first. Right. You know, if you have a bigger engine, guess what you need? You need bigger brakes. You need all these other things that go with it. And you know what? To you know, make $1 clear profit, you may have gone from, you know, $5 to make $1 clear profit to 10 and you're working twice as hard. So look at your information first. Well, something now that I've found fascinating is my path as an entrepreneur and a maturation of sorts is that a lot of times that person that's out there starting a business, they don't have that skill set. They're necessarily the detail-oriented person that's going to measure and track. And that's why I think it's so important to find somebody who is because it's essential. So what would, you, what would be that starting point for somebody to say, hey, I know it's essential. I know I don't. I've just thrown money at different marketing things hoping they turn out. But I want that approach to where somebody's measuring, tweaking, helping me get it right. How do we start that? Is it a is it a interview process, or where do we start? Yeah, I think uh, the first part is an interview process, and and a lot of times those will also bring up new questions. It's like, okay, so let's talk about your last five clients that came in. I had a conference. I had a call with one of my clients this morning. I go, so let's go back and where did these last three or four projects that came out? Now they're like a sixty thousand dollar project, which is a decent sized project, and uh, but a lot of work. And I'm like, so where did these these last 
projects come from. And it was like, you know, when you all of a sudden you ask the questions, it's like, ah, they all came from this particular source. And this particular small product that they had led to this very large project, a decent sized project. So ask just asking the questions and all of a sudden you, you realize where you need to spend where you need to spend your you know your resources and your time and uh, not that you ignore other things but at least you're aware of of what's really going on in your business and where you're driving money right and I, l- I love that too is there's such a difference between okay I'm making X amount of dollars it's great to make more money but how much more profit are you making right yeah so um, yeah so here we go publicly um, three years ago or in uh, 2016 and you know Carol and I are sitting in his office and you know my hair's on fire and you know you can't you can't see straight because you're working so much and our the business grew by 23 percent man it's like man that's great but you know what our expenses went up 21 percent right so we're killing it working you know so much harder than we ever I ever had before in my team and it's like what do we get and it's like oh my goodness absolutely nothing i mean we lost if you think about it we lost money because of inflation and time and energy and wear and tear on you know on this guy um so we're we're definitely uh, firm believers in lean processes and and looking at at um at downtime and and we go through this all the time to make sure that we're being as as uh judicious with our time our resources other people's time uh as possible and um it, it's it's interesting and it makes you pay attention to your day I'll just give you one quick example is uh, uh, we, we were talking earlier is that when we have to do a copy review to, to brand or something like that with a client, if we get to the third or fourth time that we have to review that document, if I was a client, I'd be irritated. And if, as a business owner, I'm irritated because it's an expense for us too. Right. And it's frustrating. We're not, we're not going cash to cash. We're not going quick enough and efficiently and doing the best job possible. So that's, that's just absolutely critical to us. I'm curious, knowing your background was in the insurance business, did those those same approaches work for you there? Um, absolutely. I worked for a Fortune 100 company, and we were measured. I mean, I had to document phone calls. I had to document travel time. I had to document everything in the process. And so whenever we're trying to, in, in the group that I worked with, uh, with, uh, with the company is we had to find prospects as efficiently as possible and get to the right ones because you know what if you don't do it fast enough you'll be out of business and so if, if, if I failed then I had you know 1800 people that I worked with that I tried to help as entrepreneurs and build their business they wouldn't prosper so it was you know it was it was, it was a responsibility and I take it very it's very important this is one thing that I, I like to share with people I'm in my third career. Were the other two wasted? No, not if I learned from them what I can apply now. And this is something valuable for entrepreneurs to know. Don't, don't try to forget what you knew, what you learned. That's what's going to make you successful now. Correct. I, I couldn't agree any further. And, and Al, I want to bring Dr. Turner into this, this piece. Dr. Turner, the things Al's talking about doing to me, I, w- I want your input from all your experience and years in business, but to me, that's the difference between a business that kind of hits a, hits a ceiling and a business that can truly make it to the next level. They're doing these things, they're measuring, they're tweaking, and they're looking at profitability versus just more revenue and things like that. Absolutely. And the other thing is, when you have a business plan and you're looking forward to, okay, boy, look, there's a difference I can make in people's lives as well. That's very important, and that's very rewarding. Exactly. Uh, And when you're successful, remember, you're bringing other people along with the success. 
perfect, perfect. So Al, so somebody's out there listening, they're thinking, hey, okay, I, I recognize the need for that. How do they find you? How do they find out more? Uh, I think the fastest way is to, you could either text me or uh, give me a shout. My telephone is 404-931-1151. I'm still an old school guy. I like to talk on the phone. 404-931-1151. The second option would be certainly you can go to the website, wsirainmakers.com, and I guess we better do three. So go to Hops, have lunch, and then amble down the hall just down from Carroll. And uh, I'm in the uh, northwest corner of the building, and let's have a visit. Very good. Thanks, Al. Thanks so much. My pleasure. So, Bill, let's. So we've been talking a lot of good things about business. Let's talk about this other idea of just, just great organizations in our community. And our good friend, we've got some great – she's hosted shows with us in the past. We've got some great photos of her hosting shows with us that we'll have to post on this too. Uh, but, but the great organizations doing good work, helping, helping the community and helping others in the community. Uh, so April Rooks with Amped Kids Foundation. Love just to tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Awesome. Thanks for having me on the show today. Um, I'm very excited to share about Amped Kids Foundation. Um, we, we started Amped Kids um, about a year ago, and um, our whole mission is to enrich the lives of foster children here in North Georgia and eventually across the state of Georgia through music um, education programs. In specific, we provide two different programs, um, one of those being private music lessons for voice, um, piano, guitar, and percussion. And then also we have a band scholarship program that's available for middle and high school students that want to be involved in their band program um, as foster children that might otherwise not have the opportunity to do so. Well, I'm curious. So I know about your love for music, but how did you put these two together, the need for, for these foster kids in our community and music? How did that come, come about for you? I've been teaching private music lessons, voice and and piano, for uh, over 20 years, and I, of course, love teaching children and have seen the impact and how powerful that that is in their lives. And back in 2007, I um, actually was asked by my friend Mitch Farmer to help with the first June Jam. He had asked me to perform and to put together the music, and he wanted to have um, a benefit concert for CASA. And that was my first kind of intro into learning about um, foster children and how CASA, um, you know, advocates for for foster children in our community and um, across the state and nation. And um, and then just became um, more involved with CASA over the years and helping with fundraising and, and donating in a variety of different ways. And and probably about two years ago, um, I think is what happens with many people that um start a business or, uh, you know, start up a, a nonprofit, I just kind of had this restlessness and I kept, you know, thinking, well, what else can I do to really, um, you know, benefit children that are in the CASA organization? Um, how can I add value to their lives? And just, you know, what I believe was really kind of a, a, a God moment or a revelatory moment um, was, wow, what if we could, you know, find a way to bring music into the lives of foster children what what a difference that would make for them um and so that's yeah that's kind of the simple story behind that (laughs) very very, i love that and one of the things i know and you might not have them off the top of your head but i'm sure there's some like statistics or something about the good things music does for kids as far as i don't know if it's school their lives but but you know how does music impact the lives of people there are so many benefits for music um for children and adults um 
their you know physiological benefits when we listen to music or when we play um, a musical instrument um, it reduces our heart rate it reduces blood pressure it helps to reduce uh, stress and anxiety Um, it actually for children especially helps to improve hand-eye coordination um, which is very very helpful um, especially in this day of uh, video games there is another way to <laughs> to help with um, hand-eye coordination um, but you know there's also so many success principles and life skills that children gain from taking music lessons um, you know discipline is very important helping children to learn how to set goals how to stay on task how to also persevere in life because sometimes things get tough they get sticky and when you're taking music um, lessons you know and when I'm teaching I always um, you know see kids encounter this um, point where things get kind of challenging and they kind of get frustrated and either they say I want to I don't know if I want to do this anymore you know maybe maybe I'm just not that good Um, or you know they you know kind of get a little uh, lackadaisical in their work and so what happens when you hit that plateau is you learn that this is an uh, this is an opportunity for you to grow and to overcome this challenge and to be better and so and to keep going not to give up and I think that you know those principles alone are so important for children especially for foster children and one of the most powerful um, pieces for private music lessons, um, and uh, the band scholarship program as well is the mentorship that is there for children um, so that they have an opportunity to connect and to build trusting relationships, that they have, um, you know, someone that's an example and a model to them of, of life and, and how that they can continue to persevere and to keep going and to, to grow in character and in their skills and talents and to be, a, you know, to be successful in life. When you teach these children, do you have, uh, of course you teach, I would imagine, and many of them individually, do you have concerts and recitals where they perform together? Do you have them perform before audiences? Well, as we are definitely still in our infant stage with the foundation, we certainly um, have not had any performances currently, but we do um, anticipate in having um, some some live performances later on this year um, and into uh, 2020 when we have, you know, a a bigger group of students. Um, And what we want to do is have some recitals at senior living communities so that we can teach the children um, and give the uh, the children actually an opportunity to give back um, and and bless those, the seniors, um, you know, as well. And it gives them just a good forum um, to be able to, um, you know, to to show off what they've been doing and and play some music for them. Um, And we also want to, you know, have the intentions of doing some really neat things with the children um, later on this year, like having some meet and greets with some local um, musician celebrities so that they can have an opportunity to sit down with them and hear about, you know, some of their challenges in life and things that they've done and how they have, you know, persevered and how they've, um, you know, become successful in different ways in their lives and give them some opportunities to tour local studios um, so that they can just get a, you know, a well-balanced, um, you know, understanding of, of what the music industry is like as well and what the recording process is like some of them may decide that hey this is something I want to do as a career in the future Um, some may not but it's still a wonderful opportunity for them to to grow and to learn and and to at least have that opportunity to opportunity to explore it would seem to me that um, maybe teaching children music would in some ways be a little bit easier than teaching adults because <laughs> adults have so much um, 
uh, aim for perfection and and so much self-consciousness. I, I would think children just say, hey, let's just go do it. <laughs> Sometimes. I think one of the beautiful things that I love about teaching and in working with children like I have is to see the children that are in their shell. Some of them are shy. Some of them have a lower self-confidence. Um, some of them, you know, really struggle in school. Um, you know, with relating with their peers. And so I've watched um, many of my students that came in very quiet, very reserved, and maybe barely singing or just not really sure about the piano and just watching them over time grow and watching them come out of their shell. And um, I love to share the story of one of my students just recently who had, had come to, to, you know, start t taking lessons and, and was one of those more reserved students. And she um, just recently received a music scholarship to Piedmont uh, College in North Georgia. So that was so exciting to see, you know, that again, that that was kind of the start of her journey um, to growing into herself and building self-confidence, which is another wonderful part of, of music lessons. You mentioned a foundation. How is your foundation supported? We are fiscally sponsored uh, through the North Georgia Community Foundation. Um, and so we, we work with them, and it's a wonderful opportunity for us to connect and to, and to grow, just m much like the business incubator helping um, businesses in the community. The North Georgia Community Foundation has been here for 30 years helping nonprofits, um, as startups, and helping to, to learn and grow. Um, and, and we are 100% um, sponsored by community partners. So it is up to our local individuals and um, businesses here in the community that um, want to, you know, join in the cause of what we're doing and help us to grow and, um, and, to, and to be able to change the lives of foster children. Well, that, so that brings up a question. I'm just I'm going to ask you very bluntly. So if I wanted to, uh, to help a kid have music lessons and access to an instrument for a year, is that just a, is that a sponsorship? Is that something? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So a business individual can sponsor a child, and you can do that on an annual basis, or you can do it on a monthly basis. Um, and then we also have some different community partnerships where you can sponsor multiple children. Um, and that's an opportunity um, that is definitely needed. We're def we have um, been adding a lot more students currently, and we're really excited um, to see the change in our new partnerships that we have with Let There Be Rock School right here in downtown Gainesville. Uh, Lakewood Baptist Church is another lo lesson location, and, um, and so we're growing in, by leaps and bounds in 2019. Well, excellent, April. So if somebody says, this is great, I think this is a great charity for people that love kids, they love music, and pretty much anybody. Uh, how do they find out more? How can they get more information about maybe or their events coming up they could attend? What's coming up that a good way to plug in maybe? Yes, yeah, so we have our fundraiser, the North 40 Cares uh, fundraiser for foster children, May 18th. It is at the North 40 uh, Tavern and Lodge at in Clarksville, which is right there um, near Lake Burton, if you're familiar with that area. And we are so excited to have um, our main act that evening, Greg Barnhill. He is a Nashville um, hit songwriter and uh, daytime Emmy Award winner. Um, you can go to our Facebook page and, and learn more about him. And then, um, so we're going to have a wonderful evening of music, uh, silent auction and live auction with some wonderful, um, wonderful things there as well. Um, and you can go to Amped Kids, that's A-M-P-E-D, kids.org for additional details and if you would like to uh, purchase tickets for that event. Um, and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Excellent, April. Well, love what you're doing and your love of music, it's changed your life. 
and I love that you're paying it forward and you're helping change other lives with it. So I'm going to ask you a favor. Since it's such a, a, a big thing in your life, why don't you take out the show today with a song? Would you do that? Absolutely. Just for you both. There we go. So while we're doing that, while she's getting ready, Bill, I'm remiss. I introduced you as my co-host, but I didn't introduce you as a business owner. So tell me a little bit about your business, what you do and what you've been doing and how we can get in touch with you. My business is Championship Communication. My tag is Biz Communication Guy, which also is the name of the podcast and the video program that I host weekly. Uh, For about the last year and a half, I've interviewed 60 business communication leaders, and my main thrust is helping businesses identify their communication problems and overcome them. And secondly, I help business leaders communicate more effectively. Very good. I picked the right guy to co-host this show, I think. So that website one more time? Biz Communication Guy. That's B-I-Z. Biz Communication Guy. Dot com. All right, we have a power-packed group today. I'm, I'm feeling the energy, all this business experience, but April, up to you. You want to introduce the song and take us out? Absolutely. So this is an original song that, um, oh, excuse me, that I wrote um, from actually performing in senior living um, communities and uh, had this just wonderful encounter with a, a lady this um, particular day, and I kind of left there, you know, I went in thinking I'm going to go in and, and, and bless the socks off these people today. And you don't always get that kind of response depending on where you are. But, you know, I, I was walking out and, uh, and this lady stopped me and she just was so happy that I was there that day and began to share with me about her life and her children and, and on and on. And so I asked her, um, you know, uh, what's your name? And she said, Magnolia. And I went home the next week and I wrote this song about her um, because she just really touched my life that day. Bring my guitar, sing your melody, try to ease the sorrow and the suffering. And with a gentle smile, you show me how to change a life. I can't help but notice how your soul shines so bright. Sweet Magnolia, sweet Magnolia. I can see the little girl inside your aging eyes. When you speak of memories of when you were a child Although for you the years have not been so kind You have the peace to live one day at a time Sweet Magnolia Sweet Magnolia
bless and keep you until we meet again here on the other side of living I'll keep you in my heart and remember fondly how I came to bless you but you blessed me sweet magnolia sweet magnolia There you have it, April Rooks with the Amped Kids Foundation. Thanks so much, April. What a great show today, talking with Al Trimbley, Dr. Carol Turner, my co-host, Dr. Bill Lampton, and just a great show. And this is the one place now that you're going to get a lot of business, music, and we had a whole lot of fun. So we'll see you next week, same time, right here on North Georgia Business Radio.